What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods. And listen, I promised you guys we get a national champion. Well, I had to go one up. We got a three-time national champion, Destin Talbert, part of North Dakota State's championship run this year. Of course, a lot of you guys saw him as number one on SportsCenter's top ten play and Randy Moss's Moss on NFL Countdown as well. Destin Talbert is here with us today, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely, man. So we got to go way back. We got to go back to your recruiting process, man. What was it like? What teams were recruiting you the hardest out of high school? Out of high school, I had something around like 20 offers. So I had a, a few like Ivy League. You know, you don't get a full scholarship there. But a few Ivies, um, most of the MAC and uh, different FCS schools. Like a lot of schools we play here at NDSU. But I had a good number, good number of schools offered me out of high school. Oh, man, I like it. And so we got to get to the decision, man. Why did you decide to take your talents to North Dakota State? Shoot, I decided to come to North Dakota State to do exactly what I've done so far, be a champion, be a winner. Like you said, three-time champ. I mean, that's really what it came down to. I'm looking at all these other schools, uh, thinking what would be best for me. I knew I wanted to get, you know, a little far away from home. I wanted to really develop myself, you know, not just be under under my mom's roof or nothing. So, get a little distance as well as uh, be able to focus on football and everything. So you're up here in North Dakota. I've never really thought about North Dakota before, like never been to North, North Dakota, heard of Fargo. So I was trying to get up here and just dedicate myself to, to the craft, and that's what I've done. So got to do that, got to work, and got to win like I saw they were doing before I got here. <laughs> man, you 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 guys, I think you've had almost as many national championships as losses in your career, man. That's a <laughs> that's a crazy stat I was looking at, but it wasn't all you know an easy walk. And the this coaching staff that recruited you, Chris Kleiman, takes the head coaching job at Kansas State after your freshman year. How tough was that on you? That the coaching staff that you committed to and came to North Dakota State for it, you know, pretty much picked up and leave right after you got to campus. It was sad, definitely, because, I mean, even guys like uh, Coach Klanderman was the main guy that I talked to in my recruitment process, uh, and I got to know the best when I, I got up here and taught me a lot about football in my first year of college football. So it was sad to see them go, definitely, but I would say it was tough. I mean, it, you have to understand, like, okay, it's a job, and they're going to another great opportunity, and still look to do your job as a player. Like, you're going to have new coaches coming in, very capable coaches, and just keep working as hard as you can and trust that they'll put you in the right place. Oh, man, I like it. And, you know, I was a K-State student at that time when Kleiman came in. There was a lot of excitement around him as well. Great coach. But, man, we got to get to this season. You guys finished off your ninth national championship in 11 years. It doesn't even sound like that should be able to be done in Frisco, Texas. So, for you, outside of the Natty, man, what were your what were your biggest and final takeaways from the 2021 season? Outside of the Natty? I mean, I feel like every step of the season was important. I mean, we had the one loss, but otherwise, I mean, even including that, everything was a learning experience and everything was something I enjoyed. I mean, my years as a, a college player ticking down, so I'm enjoying every moment of it and just every play, every down, every every game is something I learned from. So uh, whether it's a big play I made, I tried to make as many as I could this season or any plays I felt like I missed, I, I enjoyed every second of it and really took it in and tried to get better from it. 
Oh, man. I like to hear it. And, you know, how tough was it to play two seasons in one calendar year? I know a lot of people really overlooked that, that you guys had to play so many games, especially the North Dakota States, the Montana States, the James Madisons, who made those deep runs, you know, both times. How hard was it on you as a player to prepare your body to take that type of toll? I mean, it wasn't easy. I'd be a, I'd be a lie if I told you that was just nothing to me. I mean, it definitely came with a little – Wear and tear, you get tired, you know, you start thinking about, like, man, this is stressful, man, I've been working for a long time. But at the end of the day, like, as much as you complain or your teammates complain or as much as you think about it, like, I mean, it's what you're here to do. I mean, you only have so much time to play football, and I'd rather have played, you know, this long straight and this many practices, this many games in such a short amount of time than have sat there and been disappointed to lose a full year of football. So, it's something to enjoy more than it's something to complain about. Absolutely. And, man, you know what we got to get to now, man, the play that a lot of people said is going to live in North Dakota State history. And shout-out to North Dakota State social media, by the way, too. The videos that they dropped of this play were crazy. But, man, walk me through this play as we got it playing on our right here. What was going through your mind when you saw the ball in the air? Walk me through the emotions after. What were you thinking in this moment? Man, it's a crazy play. It'll definitely live on for me for a long time, too. But, I mean, all that went through my head while, while, the, while the ball went through the air, I mean, it's just that I have to catch it. I mean, that's really all I can think about. When I'm playing, as far as, like, when it comes down to making the play, there's very little that, you know, should be going through my brain. At that point, you should be letting the action take over. But, I mean, looking at it, it's crazy every time. But <laughs> and as, soon as, he, as soon as he looked my way, as soon as he threw it, I just thought, like, Okay, I have to make a play right now. I have to make sure this comes with me one way or the other. And I just made it happen. And as far as emotion afterward, I mean, I was really shocked. It was the most shocked I've ever been in my football career, like at any level. I mean, at first you're just thinking like, ah, I just made a play. Like, this is what I expected myself to do. But then, like, I'm seeing myself in videos and on SportsCenter and stuff. And I'll admit I was a little shocked. I I got a little excited for the rest of the night. Oh, man, you deserved it, man. I, I mean, I remember I was in my living room. I was like, he didn't catch that. There's no way he caught that. And, I mean, you guys went to Frisco off of that. And then the other nickname I saw come out of that, Hoodie DT. You know, you're known for wearing the hoodie underneath the shoulder pads. And I see a lot of North Dakota State fans on Twitter say, why would you even throw it Hoodie DT? <laughs> Where did that come from? And have you always rocked the hoodie under the pads and everything? I'm not. This was my first year wearing the hoodie under the pads. It really just came out of comfort. Like, it was a mentality type of, type of thing where I just knew I wanted to feel as comfortable as I can on the field and really just let my let my play just calm me down. So the hoodie just came with it. And, I mean, uh, NDSU fans have been calling me that all year. So, like I said, I've never worn the hoodie before, so it's a new nickname for me. But um, the first game I wore it, the very first game of the season, I got a pick. And they're like, oh, Hoodie DT, like, making a play. <laughs> Like, uh, I'll take it. All right, Hoodie DT works for me. I mean, whatever you all want to know me as, I, I like it if you're just yelling it out. So it works with me. Oh, man, it's great. Listen, Mass LeBron James and Hoodie DT are the two people <laughs> you don't want to see on game days. But, man, North Dakota State has such a unique culture, unique feel in FCS football because of how successful you guys have been. Do you? How much pressure do you feel as a player saying, man, if we don't win the national championship, we may be remembered just as much as a team that won it. How much pressure do the players feel going into the season to achieve that goal of being national champions? I'll say there's definitely pressure, but pressure in a good way as far as, like, 
that's your expectation more than anything. Not pressure like, oh, I feel so weighed down every year. Like, oh, if I don't make it, then this happens. Pressure as far as you know that's the standard here when you get here at North Dakota State to get there and to win. So I think it, it's something that really fuels us every year and makes us continue to be great. Oh, man, I like it. And I, I've had a lot of people ask me what's different about North Dakota State football, whether it's the O-line, whether it's the DBs, the defensive line, ever, the running game. What are the keys to the culture behind the scenes, man? What do you see? What do you think is different about you guys that make you guys arguably the greatest dynasty in college sports? Man, I appreciate that last part. But I feel like it's everything all in one, to be honest. I mean, you can't, you can't be us without any certain aspect of it. A great old line. I think we have a great defense. We've had great quarterbacks throughout the dynasty. We have great playmakers on offense, defense. Uh, it's everything. Controlling the line of scrimmage, making takeaways, keeping ourselves away from uh, making our own takeaways, as well as the staff. I mean, we've had great coaches. Like you talked about the the guys that left when I first came in. Uh, a lot, all the staff that we have right now, uh, of course, Coach Ince, my position coach, Coach Morgan, and then uh, most NDSU players, or really all NDSU players, should tell you it really comes down to to Coach Kramer behind the scenes, our 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 training coach who really goes through everything with us and makes us as tough as we can be. So it's everything; it's every piece of the puzzle. I like it. And so, man, you've been you've been around for a while now. Looking back, what grade would you give your career at, at NDSU thus far? That's interesting. What grade would I give my career? I'll give myself a solid – give myself a B so far. I'll give myself a B. I mean, of course, I'm a, a champion. I think the team would have a high, much higher grade, obviously, or the dynasty so far. It's amazing. But myself, I'll give myself a modest B. I think I had a, a pretty good year this year. I, I'm pretty proud of the, the season I had. And I think I've I've held my own as an NDSU player for a while. So I'll give myself a B. Nothing too crazy. I'll give it a B. Hey, that that's a fair grade. That's a fair grade. I, I'll, I'll let you slide with that one, man. But for you, you've mentioned his name before, head coach Matt Ince. What is he like behind the scene? What's his relationship with you, some of the other players? What what side of you know Coach Ince have we not seen on camera? I feel like a lot of the excitement that Coach Ince has, you haven't seen behind camera. Otherwise, my answer was about to be that he's pretty as advertised. Like I feel like the guys that the guy that you all get to see, get to talk to, is pretty much identical identical to Coach Ince behind the scenes. Like, feel like some of the excitement gets lost in an interview or something where we win a certain big game or win the championship. Like, obviously, he's pretty hyped. And you'll see it through our, like, media crew now. Like, they'll, they'll catch him. But otherwise, I feel like that's the only thing that's missing from an interview. Coach Ince is pretty uh, direct about his feelings and what he says, and he's the same way behind the scenes. Oh, man. I like it. And I mean, like you said, national champion head coach, one of the best in the business. But I've had a lot, of, you know, North Dakota State doesn't have the luxury. They're not the you where you can say we got the palm trees and the beach. Where <laughs> we don't, you know, the location of Fargo when it's negative 30 and it's snowing all week. Not not the not the easiest to pitch to recruits. If you were a recruiter, man, what would your pitch be to recruits who are considering North Dakota State? If I was a recruiter, I would tell that recruit the same thing that got me here, the same mentality I told you about at the start. I mean, say it's not about palm trees and sunny weather at this stage. Like, you're not looking for a vacation spot or a retirement home. This is four or five years you get to dedicate your life to playing football and being the best you can at that, at college and learn as much as you can, go somewhere where 
you have as little distraction as possible. That's why I'm here. And that's why I would tell anybody else to come here. Yeah, it's cold. I'd be lying to you. If I told you it's not, it's going to hurt. I don't like the cold either, but shoot, when you get here, we're going to, we're going to get to work. You're going to be working beside me, working with a lot of guys that have that same mentality. And that's why I would tell you to come up here. Oh, great recruiting picks. I have people ask me all the time. They're like, how do kids go to Fargo? And I'm like, I, I'll take three, four rings in my career, and I'll live in Fargo for that time too. So I get it, but I had, I had to hear from a player for the fans, man. But, you know, you guys play in the best conference in FCS, the Missouri Valley Conference, week in and week out. It's a grind. How tough is the grind week in and week out during the season on you guys, and does it prepare you to make those deep college, you know, those deep FCS playoff runs? It absolutely does. That's the, the biggest component of it. I feel like the Missouri Valley is as tough as it gets. I mean, you go against, uh, you know, top class opponents every week, especially as far as like toughness, like every game is going to be physical. Every game, like you're playing opponents that are really going to know your worth. Like you're playing NDSU and you're going to have to bring your, your best game this week. And so it's week in, week out, a tough schedule and definitely very much prepares us for the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we feel like we go against the, the best quality of teams in the FCS throughout our whole regular season. So we feel pretty well prepared and confident when it comes to the, the postseason. I like it. And so, man, you know, you're one of the more experienced leaders on this defense now, man. So how has your game evolved? Go back and look at freshman Destin Talbert to this Destin Talbert I'm talking to now. How has the game evolved? It's completely evolved. I mean, it's crazy to even see myself as a freshman or a sophomore, like on film, like, of course, I'm the same athlete, like I have the same, you know, similar body, same like general speed or like physical ability to jump or like I know I'm capable of making plays, but the complete difference in mentality has been the, the biggest change, the biggest evolution. Like, of course, you develop your body, you're working with Kramer, the trainer, the training staff, and you're getting bigger, you're getting stronger and faster. But really uh, making up my mind and, you know, having that confidence, that comfortability, the comfort to be able to make plays, to go into every game and be like, okay, I need to make an impact play this game. I need to leave my mark. That's been the biggest evolution, whereas freshman year, sophomore year, I'm getting in the game. And so clearly there's people, there's people in the coaching staff that have that uh, confidence in me, but you can see that I didn't have the confidence in myself. So that was the biggest change that, that let me make a lot of plays this year. Man, and, you know, we've recapped the season. We, we saw how you view yourself as a player. But let's get to know Destin Talbert a little bit more, man. Who in the NFL do you look up to? Which NFL DB would you model your game after the most? The most is a hard question. I, I model after a lot of DBs. I watch a lot of football. I watch film and highlights and everything day in, day out. Um, I feel like I've tried to model it after somebody different every game. You know, you go into the game and, that's pretty much all I do. I'm listening to music. I'm sitting there. I'm watching highlights. And I'm thinking of how I want myself to look this game. As far as, like, which game was it? Was it the one-handed pig catch? I don't remember if it was JMU or, like, the last interception I had before that. Like, I remember specifically, like, for hours before that game, I'm watching Trayvon Diggs. Like, I need to make a pick this game. Like, that's all I'm thinking about. I want the ball in my hands. Or, like, maybe you go into a game and all you can think about is, like, okay, I need to be more physical this game. And I'm watching – Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, like I, I model after different guys every game. But I would say just to sum up everybody, like Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, and then another favorite of mine is Jair Alexander. Those would be the main guys I say I, I watch the most. Oh, man, all of those guys, top DBs. I mean, Tra Trayvon Diggs has had 
crazy year this year uh, on all levels. But, man, outside of the ho- wearing the hoodie now underneath the pads, what are some of your pregame routines on game day to get you ready to go play? My pregame routine is just to sit there and really – dedicate myself to my thoughts. I mean, you go through a full day. Like, we have certain things we do as a team before the game, like have a pregame meal, a walkthrough, like some meetings. But uh, for me personally, it's just really locking in. Like, different guys like to be loose before the game or whatever. You know, maybe you go out and you dance or you're just a regular guy, like another regular day to you. You're talking to your friends. Me personally, I'm locked into my headphones. I'm not taking the headphones off for hours upon hours before the game. I'm listening to – Whatever I feel like is really locking me into the mode I need to be in that day. So that's my main routine, watching highlights, watching football, and really just making sure that my mind is where it needs to be to be the the dominant athlete I need to be for that day. Oh, man, I like it. And so uh, I, I know jumping is going to be an answer here because we saw it in the James <laughs> Madison game. But what is the number one mistake a wide receiver can make against you? <laughs> The number one mistake a receiver can make against me to jump in, that was funny. But, um, shoot, the biggest mistake, I guess, is just to underestimate me in the first place. I mean, receivers, DBs, like all of us, you know, pride is a, a big part of the position. Like, you go into the game, you have your own confidence. Me, I'm not one who talks very much in a game. Like, I'm minding my own business. I'm trying to make my own plays. I'm not too worried about what the other side is really – doing or saying but when it comes down to like oh you're in the game and maybe you know you think you're gonna just take advantage and just get to talking crazy or something I feel like that would be the the biggest mistake because I'm not really listening to you in the first place so I say that's that's the the biggest mistake to not play your own game and to try to play with mine (laughs) so I feel like I know the answer based on that man how big of a (laughs) trash talker are you during the game because I know listen DB's you guys have the worst, like the worst reputation. Every wide receiver I've had on the show are like, I can't stand DBs. They talk all game long. So you, do you talk trash? I don't say I do. I know that, you know, I just said like, I watch like Jalen Ramsey or like guys that most of the, the premier guys in the league or something talk stuff, especially in the highlights or something that I watch. But me personally, I, I don't try to talk at all. I'm trying to, just mind my business. I don't want to have a conversation. I'm here to play the game. So if somebody talks to me, that maybe, you know, something slips out or something. But otherwise, no, nah, I'm not much of a trash talker. I'll tell the truth. <laughs> hey, that's all good. Man. Everyone's got their own game. But this can be on your own team in practice. This can go back to high school. This could be any 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 age you've played at, man. Who's the best offensive player you've had to face? Any level. Best players I've had to face. Well, of course, at NDSU, I'd say the best offensive players I've faced have been Trey Lance and Christian Watson. I'd say those were the two most difficult. Oh, and Darius Shepard. Darius Shepard, another receiver. Those would be the three most difficult guys I've had to face. And then also, like, as far as teams we've played, I say, of course, like James Robinson, Illinois State running back, who's now in the Jags doing real well. Uh, I remember us having to key in on him pretty, pretty like bodily, like, okay, we have to make sure we're focused on this guy. I'd say those are the best offensive players I've faced thus far. Yeah, I, I, I knew I had to open up your own team because with North Dakota State, like you said, Christian Watson, uh, just a dog this year. You saw him coming back in the national championship. And of course, Trey Lance, number three pick, had to pick him too. But 
man, look, looking at your career, man, you've had multiple playoff runs. Which playoff run was the most difficult? Most difficult? Um, I'd say probably this year's playoff run as far as we had the most to prove, I felt like. i say this year. This year's playoff run based off just having the most to prove. Like where before, you know, we had Trey and a lot of people, you know, we were highly touted. Like it's like, okay, Trey Lance is going to uh, probably take them pretty far. Or like before we had just come off of winning a championship and it was like, okay, Easton Stick, these guys are, you know, probably the favorites. I feel like going into this year and going into the playoffs, we weren't really as highly favored. We had more to work for, more to earn. So I say this year as far as overcoming that type of adversity. I like it. And you've played in a lot of environments, man. Which team had the best environment this season out of the Fargo Dome? I, I know that's an easy, easy answer to this. Outside of the Fargo Dome, what was the best environment you played in this year? I'm, I'm glad you knew I was going to say the Fargo Dome. As soon as you even started <laughs> the question, I was about to say tell you about how the Fargo Dome is rocking every time we play. But aside from our own place, I'd say the most hostile or like the the livest environments we played in. Apart from Frisco, I feel like that doesn't count. That's still the Fargo Dome is still live in Frisco. I'd say probably our rivalry games of like South Dakota State and uh, UND have had the the most electric environments. I'll, I'll give it to them; they were pretty hyped to see us. Oh yeah, hey, everyone gets up when they see the Bison come into town, man. But you know, we'll 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 walk right into that, man. Tell me about the Fargo Dome. I had a North Dakota State fan reach out to me. He said he wants to get me up to Fargo next year, so I'm going to try to make my way up there. But what is it like on game day, and why is it just one of those environments that everyone in college football knows about? Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna learn about it pretty fast. It's something it's something to remember. I don't know what the what the magic is in the air, but the NDSU fans, Fargo in general, they love their football and they show it in the Fargo Dome. It's it's loud, it's chaotic, and that's exactly what you want. You want fans that are gonna have the place booming for you, and having that as a home field advantage is great. You you know that you're gonna be showing love every play. Like it's, it leads for very memorable moments. Like even that play we we talked about, like my one handed catch. What makes it most memorable? is like the angles of the fans for me. Like, of course, I felt it buzzing through me. Like when I catch it, like every, the the whole room is shaking. But like going back and watching it, like you just see people like jumping into each other and screaming. That made it so much more valuable for me to see how much uh, Fargo and NDSU uh, loved that play as much as I did. Oh, man. And that's actually funny because the next video on this highlight was from a fan who recorded <laughs> it, your catch and you just see the crowd go insane on it. So that's hilarious. You missed, <laughs> mentioned that, man. But what is one FCS non-conference matchup that you have never played that you would like to play before leaving North Dakota State? That's an interesting question. I'm down to play any of them. But one matchup? Oh, one FCS non-conference matchup. I was about to definitely go into the FBS. I'm still down to play any of them. <laughs> FCS non-conference matchup that I would like to play that I haven't. Um, I don't know. I feel like we've played like a good range of teams while I've not while I've been here, whether it be playoffs or like those first few games of the season. I don't know. I don't have anybody directly to call out. I I hate to hate to dodge the question, <laughs> but I don't I don't have any call outs in particular. Feel like I've played um, a lot of great teams here, and I'm down to play anymore. Whoever it is, 
and, and that's I give you guys a lot of credit. North Dakota State's not scheduled, not scared to schedule anybody. You guys have played OVC teams, CAA teams, I, you know, Big Sky teams. It doesn't matter. Um, so I, I, I give you guys a lot of credit on that one. And you guys play, I believe, Arizona this upcoming year in Arizona. So I'm sure. I, I believe I saw someone said you guys are favored in that game. So that just that just shows the respect that you guys have earned, even at the FBS level. I don't think Arizona fans are looking forward to that one, man. But, um, man, for you, what are your goals for 2022? After everything you've accomplished, what are you looking to accomplish moving forward? Of course, the the same team goals are there. I think all of us would agree. We're hoping for another uh, Valley Conference championship, the national championship. Me personally, my goals are just to keep stacking on what I've what I've done this past year. Like I said, I feel pretty proud of the year I had this year. And I'd love to to keep that going, do even better, have more interceptions, more big plays, and just feel better about my play as a whole. And hopefully have a shot at that that next level based off of my play coming up. I like it. And, you know, for this one, man, what keeps you motivated year in and year out? We've talked about the national titles. We've talked about the accolades, the the adulation that you've had on that on, on the play, the everything, all the Twitter shout outs, everything. What keeps Destin Talbert motivated year in and year out? And of course the the base, the initial answer is what you what you already brought up, those championships and just the the winning culture of NDSU. You don't want to be the one to let the brother beside you down. You don't want to be the one to let the fans down. For me personally, what I'd say is uh, a pretty big thing that motivates me year in and year out, or really week in and week out, is just the film. I mean, there's nothing more important in football or in sports, I feel like, than the the stuff that you put on film. And for me personally, like, I, I love watching it. My favorite, one of my favorite things about playing here, playing football or enjoying football in college in the first place is being able to leave the game and watch the film. As silly as that sounds, like, as much as you want to live in the moment, I can't wait. Every time the game ends, I can't wait to go home and see, like, the plays I did well on, the plays I did bad on. Like, how can I improve? And, like, how did I look when I did this? Like, whether it's good or bad, I'm just excited to do that all the time. So, really, it's really important to me to to watch myself on film. So, it motivates me in the game prior to the game to be like, okay, you have to put your, your best effort out there because you know what you want to see out of yourself when you put that tape on. Oh, man, that's a great answer. I could tell you love the game and why you fit in with the, with this team and why you guys are now nine-time national champions and you're third. But, man, Destin, I appreciate you joining me fresh off a of national championship, so I know you're probably busy trying to relax a little bit for getting into spring training. But, man, this is all about supporting the players. Drop your socials. Where can they get the fire shirt, man? I ordered one right before this interview, so it's on the way. I'll have to rock it on the show when it gets here. But, man, plug yourself. Give all your shout-outs, man. This time is yours. Yes, sir. I'm excited to see the shirt. I had to point that out immediately. Excited to see the shirt on your show. Appreciate you getting in the first place and appreciate anybody else who sees this, who's gotten the shirt. That's love. I appreciate it. Um, you can go ahead and get the shirt, uh, the the Destin Talbert. Uh, we're going to Frisco shirt at BreakingT.com. So I believe BreakingT.com slash Destin Talbert. Um, and as far as socials on Instagram, um, DTMoney18, uh, pretty simply spelled out, DT. Money, M-O-N-E-Y, 1818. Uh, 18 being my, my high school number. And then I believe I'm the same on Twitter, DT Money 18. Uh, but yeah, reach me on any of those, follow me, and get your shirts. I, I appreciate everything. So thank you for having me on here. 
Oh, yeah, man. And listen, guys, I'm going to drop the link for the shirts and Destin Social in the bio of this video, man. So make sure to go follow him, buy a shirt. It's always support the players, especially at the FCS level where that people continue to overlook these athletes. That's what all these interviews are about and what this channel is about. But, guys, follow Destin. Follow us. Check us out on YouTube and any podcast streaming platforms. But for Destin, myself, and the Blue Bloods, guys, we are out for right now.